Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. We are continuing on with Kids Month this month. And so it's Walk the Talk with Kids, for kids, by kids. And uh, we're really excited today. We've got a, a fun guest on with us. His name is Luke Talbot. And he started a very interesting organization called Compass Outdoor Adventure. We're going to be bringing Luke on to talk about his organization. And uh, he's also from the education world. And uh, we're going to talk about kids and fitness and uh, bubble wrapping and all kinds of fun things. They're like, what? What's bubble wrapping? We'll, 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 we'll talk about that in a little bit. We want to welcome our producer today. Hi, Eric. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. It's by kids. Uh, we're all kind of kids at heart, right? Uh, well, some of us more than others, but yes, <laughs> of course. We're all kids. And we even have a kid in the studio today. Which is so great. Which is great. Little Mackenzie's here and she's going to say hi at some point. And uh, uh, yeah. Cool. You well, kid at heart? I'm, I would like to think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably probably fall into that. And then we have Lindsay, our uh, mostest uh, hostess here, who is our media new media director for Walk the Talk with Kim. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How about you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. So all those uh, postings that we see on the Walk the Talk with Kim Facebook page, Lindsay's doing all of those. And uh, every day I'm getting new and fresh ideas from Miss Lindsay on what we can do. So you just stay tuned. There's going to be some exciting things coming with Walk the Talk with Kim. Look forward to it. You would agree? Oh, yeah. So what uh, kinds of exciting things are we thinking about moving forward to? Well, we want to get Walk the Talk with Kim out there and more known. So we're thinking maybe make some appearances at some of the city carnival days mm-hmm. in the greater Seattle area. So we'll keep you posted on we'll that. We'll keep you posted. And today uh, we are doing the cash mob. So if, you, if you're if you up for it and you come out to Sisters Antiques in Issaquah today, uh, the Young Issaquah Professionals is doing a cash mob at 4 o'clock. So as soon as the show's over, I'm boot scooting it out of here. And uh, King Five's going to be there. And we've got wow. some other folks. Yeah, there's going to be some good publicity there. So this is good stuff. That's awesome. Very excited. So, um, yeah, so that is the cash mob. And Walk the Talk with Kim is a sponsor of and the exclusive announcer of the next cash mobs for the Young Issaquah Professionals, which is a part of the Issaquah Chamber of Commerce. So we're very excited to be a sponsor and to be supporting that program. So come out today at Sisters Antiques in Issaquah at four o'clock. I think we'll be there from four to six or something like that, maybe even later than that. But if you haven't ever been to Sisters Antiques, it's a very interesting thing. You walk in, it's this big building and it's all different kinds of vendors. So people that are collectors and really like to sell their wares and their collections have set up booths. So if you're interested in stuffed animals, um, if you're interested in coins, if you're interested in antique, whatever it is you're interested in, somebody has your passion at heart as well and uh, has a booth there. So it's a great opportunity to go. And again, you don't have to buy anything, but we do suggest a $20 spend at least. And the idea of the cash mob is to infuse cash into our local economy and help our small businesses. So it's a really great program. And again, that's Sisters Antiques out in Issaquah. And uh, if you're there, say that you heard about it on Walk the Talk with Kim. We had a ton of people last time um, that showed up that said that they heard about it on the radio. So we want to thank those listeners that showed up and encourage more to come. And again, I'll be there probably about 4.15 after the show's over. And uh, I've got a little sign. And if you recognize me, great. If you don't listen for my voice, you might recognize me that way. But definitely stop by and say hi. I'd like to thank you in person for listening to the show and supporting our nonprofit community-based organizations. 
And with that, also wanted to mention something that Lindsay is also working on. And uh, we are a nonprofit organization as of about a week and a half ago. And so we are setting up a page on a site called Indiegogo. If you haven't heard of the site, it's very, very interesting. If you want to raise money to buy a violin, if you want to raise money to get your cat surgery, if you want to raise money for a nonprofit organization or event or what have you, this is an opportunity at Indiegogo.com um, to go and to set up a page. And then you put it out there and say, hey, I'm raising money for this. And if somebody wants to donate to your fund, they can certainly do that. And so we're getting that set up and we'll get that put out there. We're going to have some really cool perks for those of you that do donate to the Walk the Talk with Kim program and support this type of programming to allow nonprofit, community-based, mission-driven organizations a voice in the community uh, that are doing such awesome and great work. Also wanted to let folks know that this show is sponsored today by Pearson Law Firm. Our wonderful friends at Pearson expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson promise. With that, whew, I need to stop talking for a moment. <laughs> take a breath. Take it, take it, take it away, Lindsay. What's next? Oh boy. What's next? Um, we have our awesome guest. Mr. Luke Talbot, who actually I know because my little brother was in his class. Yeah, quite some time ago. Yeah, he's tall now. He's 5'9". Yeah, I ran into him the other day. He's definitely got me beat now. He's towering over me. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. So we have Luke Talbot here with uh, an organization called Compass Outdoor Adventure. And Luke, up until what, about two years ago, three years ago, was a fifth grade teacher? Yeah, I taught fifth grade for about 10 years. Yeah. And uh, finally left the classroom two years ago to Uh pursue Compass Outdoor Adventures full time. What's unique? What's special? What is Compass Outdoor Adventures? Well, you know, when as I taught fifth, Compass Outdoor Adventures is a chance to be outside and get dirty. Um, I taught fifth grade for about 10 years. And what I realized is that my kids really never got to push themselves out of their comfort zone. They never got a chance to try something that they could not do. So what, what I did is I started uh, with two small summer camps. And actually, Sean was in my first summer camp. And he loved it. Yeah. So it, way back in the day, he was in the very first summer camp. And we basically went exploring. We, went, uh, we found crystals up in the mountain. We explored lost tunnels. We basically got outside and did everything I did when I was 10 years old, Mm. Um, and it it was fantastic. So the first year, we had two weeks of summer camp. The following year, we raised that up to four weeks and filled them all, and uh, now this week or this summer, we've got uh, eight weeks of summer camp. We're also building out custom adventures. What we kept getting demand for was adults that don't get dirty anymore. They go in, and they punch their clock, and they come back out, and we said, well, hey, look. Let's take you guys out on some of the same adventures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I get to play outside all the time. It's fantastic. Wow. So why do you think kids and adults don't have these experiences anymore like we used to? Is it because of television and computers are taking away our attention? Um, that's definitely a piece of it. Uh, I think that we tend, uh, as parents, even myself included, uh, we tend to bubble wrap our kids these days. Uh, if there's anything outside of their, our comfort zone or something that we feel that, it, that is going to be somewhat dangerous or somewhat uh, on the edge, we, we totally keep our kids away from it. And, and that, what happens there is, is we breed this child that's really re- uh, hesitant to take any risks. They're really uh, hesitant to, to jump out of their, their zone that they're, that they're all the time in. Uh, 
Uh, and it makes a really interesting character uh, that I'm a little scared of in the future. Uh, mm. what, what we do is we actually, we've built all these experiences and we actually have all of these events where kids are jumping right outside of that comfort zone, just figuring out what risk really looks like and then doing it with a little bit of adult supervision so that they can know that, oh yeah, I can go this extra step and it'll be okay. Uh, or that's way past my zone. So later on when the consequences are bigger or when the, uh, the risk is larger, they can analyze that and have an idea of what they're looking at. You know, it just dawned on me. I um, have talked to our listeners on the show uh, that I started to rally race my car. I have a little yeah. Audi, and I love to I love to zoom around. And I actually went in and got some training and realized that um, the only limitation in, of that car really is me. That I could not possibly drive that car past its limits. Um, that that it is so engineered way beyond my capacity and capability. And I think about that with kids, too, is that our bodies and our minds are engineered that we can push ourselves to those levels and go to go to those places. But we don't. Why? Why do you, in, I understand this concept and idea of bubble wrap? But why do we as people not want to push ourselves past this comfort zone? What are you seeing out there? Um, that's a good question. You know, a good example of pushing yourself past that limits is uh, you are well, uh, well-versed well in the gymnastics world, having a daughter that's in gymnastics. My and daughter, I did gymnastics as well when I was a oh, kid. well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Mackenzie, also is in gymnastics. And uh, you see them learning skills that are just so far past what I can do. I told my daughter the other day that if she takes gymnastics, that's probably about the one of the only things that she can get into right now and beat me and and I will never be able to catch her. <laughs> so she's doing round off back handsprings. She's flipping all over the place. And it's just because she's stair-stepped up to that process. Right. Um, and unless we allow ourselves the ability to get out of that, you know, say, okay, well, my normal day consists of X, Y, and Z. Unless I'm able to go to X plus one, there's no reason to change my process. There's no reason to change what I do because I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, if you think back to when we were kids, I, I grew up on a farm in Virginia and the, uh, just south of Richmond, and we threw ourselves off of everything we could find. You know, we, we, uh, we had hay barns, we, we built tree forts, we tied rope swings, and we figured out that if we tied a rope swing and we didn't use a good enough rock or uh, knot, we were going to land on the ground. Certainly not wanting to use a rock either. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. But yeah. so, so we learned we learned by that process of, of experimentation and figuring out, okay, I know how to do this. And if I want to do this, I've got to learn something new to make it happen. Right. Um, gymnastics, same kind of thing. If I know that I want to do this round off back handspring, I've got to do all of these steps to get to that point. And in, they're out of my level. They're including out of my including zone. one of the things. And Mackenzie, can you say Hi. Hi, Mackenzie. What's one of the first things you learned when you did gymnastics? Was learn how to fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you learn how when you fall, how to fall correctly, because yeah. you know you're going to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has that helped you? Yes, it's uh, helped me a lot. Yeah. So learning how to fall, it, learning how to make a mistake so that you don't really hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't think we teach that to our kids, and even in academics. No, and and. Uh... I personally, like, I believe that you have to fall in order to learn. If you don't fall, you're not going to get to the point where you get back up and say, okay, I did that, but if I tweak it just a little bit, it'll work this way. Yeah. You know, so constantly, you know, uh, every time one of our campers falls or 
or an adult fall, you know, falls off a ropes feature or whatever it might be, you know, I'm applauding. I'm excited. I'm like, that was awesome. You know, that's such an awesome crash. That was really fantastic. We did that with Mackenzie way back in the day, even since she was a little tiny girl. Um, <laughs> way and, to fail. And just cheer, exactly, <laughs> yeah. because if you fail, then you know you've got room for growth. Right. If you never fail at anything, you're not going to push yourself out of that limit. You know, you mentioned rally driving. I, I've done a, a little bit of rally driving, and um, I work with the guys out at Dirtfish Rally School in Snoqualmie and have my offices there. And um, I got the first time I got in a car, I realized that I was terrible at it. You know, I, I, I could do a lot of things, and I could I could – put some of the, the, the methods that I knew about mountain biking and some other experiences into it, but I realized that, that I'm not good at it, but it was so exciting to try something that I wasn't going to be good at. And, and the idea of progression there and get, being able to work through and, and get better was really a, just a blast. That's an excellent point. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Luke Talbot and Compass Outdoor Adventure. We're going to talk about some of the things that he does with kids, and this also brought up something I want to talk about, and we've talked about on the show before, of Maslow's learning model, and I think this will fit really well. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Accelerated weight loss and everyone's a winner. You too can lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days. It's about science, not celebrities. No HCG, just award-winning science-based nutrition and natural botanicals. Join 10,000 satisfied clients. For information, contact myweightlosswellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Got a little foreigner going, am I hot? You are. I am. You're I'm on. hot. Woo. <laughs> You're hot. Well, foreigner makes you hot, apparently. That's right. <laughs> Woo. 
Oh, that takes me back. All right. Am I blushing it? now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking with Luke Talbot. Let's go ahead and switch the topic. Uh, Compass Outdoor Adventures. And we're talking about his program, specifically about kids and learning how to fall and uh you know, this is something that I work with my adult clients because I work with a lot of adult learners. And um, that whole idea of being able to make a mistake is so ego provoking. Um, yet that is the growth. We talk about suffering and um, this is so controversial. I want to go too deep into this, but we talk about different levels of suffering. And there's a suffering at a low level where it's all about oh, how I suffer and I'm suffering and, you know, feel sorry for me or don't let me suffer anymore. And then there's suffering at a high level. And that could be really holding your tongue with a really difficult person, but you need to let them. Being a parent, there's a lot of suffering because you want to bubble wrap and take care of your kids. But at some point you have to step back and watch them fall and let them learn from that. Um, there's also suffering when you're working out, you know, it's not fun for all of us to work out all the time, but at the end it, it, you feel really, really good about you see the what benefits you've done. of it. Afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, and it, and it's more than a physical benefit. It's a, it's a deep benefit of being able to actually accomplish something meaningful. And so I can imagine for the kids that go through your program, what do they expect at the beginning and how do they transform at the end? Well, so uh, programs for us are, are four days of, of outdoor adventure. Um, we literally pick them up from Starbucks in the morning and we return them at Starbucks at the end of the day so mom can go off and do whatever she needs to do. And um, In the beginning, we kind of give them an idea of what our adventures look like. Everything's out in the field. You know, today uh, we're going to go mountain biking, we're going to find four geocaches, and, and then we're going to kind of see where we end up. And... Uh, they, they start there in the very beginning. They're very, uh, very self. Uh, they're kind of a little nervous. You know, what are we going to do? We don't know these guys yet. But in our groups, we've got 12 kids and two instructors. So a really tight group of kids that go out on these adventures. And by the end of the week, they're clamoring for more. Like they're choosing like, well, I don't know what left goes. Let's go down around that corner. Or, hey, you know, yeah, I'd love to go boulder hop up that creek. I don't know what's over that. Do you? Nope. Never been there. You know, we had a, a, a I have a, um, I work with kids all the way from five years old, all the way to, a, I have a high school racing team for mountain bikes. And, uh, I was talking to one of my eighth graders the other day and we were, t he was leading our group on a new trail system that I'd never ridden. It's up in North Bend. And, uh, we were talking about getting lost and I was kind of ribbing him a little bit about where he was leading and everything else. And, and I was like, Forrest, do you remember that time where uh, where we got lost? And he's like, oh, yeah, it was so awesome. It's like we're up on the trail, and you didn't know where we were going. And then we all had to, like, we had to look through, like, whether we should go this way or that way. We had to analyze, like, how much food we had, what we were looking at, at, at timeline, when we were supposed to be back, everything else. We sent out people to explore the trail. And th these guys were so excited based on just being able to get out of the out of their kind of pushing right on the edge. Right. Know, and obviously nobody was going to get lost. We we're five minutes away from where we needed to be. Right. But in their minds, we were, we were scaling a mountain. We were, you know, going across, you know, the, the Arctic on this adventure. So by the end of the week, every single kid is hopefully more confident. They're more excited about being outside. Um, and they're just more comfortable in their skin. And they probably learned some good outdoor skills, Absolutely. which we've lost. Absolutely. And you know, the, the main skill that I'm looking for is 
feeling comfortable outside. You'd be surprised how many of us, parents and adults both, just get outside and we're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's around the corner? I'm not sure. I'm, somebody's going to get hurt, whatever. And the idea is it's a playground. You, you've got to respect it, but there's so much to do out there and, and it's just right outside your door. And so what made you decide, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. I want to focus a little bit on you and what makes you tick. So what made you decide that you were going to give up a life as a public school teacher and start this new adventure and convince people to step outside their comfort zone. So, so in the class, I've taught for about 10 years and in the classroom from the very get go, um, I sort of pushed the limits of what was traditional in the classroom. And that ranged from anything. Um, an example would be my very first year of teaching. I taught in Virginia and then my wife and I moved to Seattle and I worked through with the kids whether it made sense for me to rent a U-Haul or buy a trailer. And we kind of went through the, the cost and plus and back and forth. And on my way to school across the street, I saw a trailer for sale. So I took my entire class across the street to go analyze this trailer. And they're like, Mr. Talbot, there's no way you're going to make it across country in that. And they started looking through this thing with a really objective eye, which is so far different than the normal education that we, we typically have for our kids. So we just throughout the years, I kind of tried to push the edge a little bit. And, and at a certain point, I realized that I pushed it really well for some of the kids in the class. And then out of my group of 30, I, I had a really awesome relationship with, you know, eight or 10. And those other ones had a good time. They kind of they learned some things and then they went on and I never saw them again. So when I started working with kids during the summer and then after school programs and then during the winter, I started having these really awesome relationships with a smaller group of kids and showing them like what really could make them tick and what can make them go that extra level. You know, some of our kids have been in programs for the last four years. So they're kids that I really know. I know exactly what drives them. I know what their limitations are. I know what they think their limitations are. I know where their skill sets are. And I know how to push their buttons and really get the most out of them. Whereas in the classroom, I might have had that relationship with a third of the kids, mm. you know, and I think that that's a pretty profound relationship that every kid needs a, as they're moving up. And, you know, it could be anybody. It could be a pastor at their church. It could be a teacher. It could be um, just some positive mentor. So We talk a lot about mentoring around here because that's so important. And in the business world, we're losing that whole culture of mentorship with the uh, tenure that the millennials are actually staying engaged in the disconnect between the different generations and how they look at work and how they define work. Mm -hmm. And so I applaud because I'm what I'm hoping and I'm hearing is that you're raising another generation of mentors that are going to come up into the world and are going to understand and realize the value of mentorship. And that is just, that warms my heart. That's so important. Yeah. In, in the past two weeks, I've had two of my high school riders ask if they could come and They're like, Hey Luke, can we just come volunteer with the younger kids? You don't have to pay for pay us or anything. We just want to kind of hang out with you guys and help out. <laughs> you know, so they're starting to understand it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. What's the biggest, um, without naming any names or getting too in detail, what was the biggest turnaround? Tell us a story about a kid that really you were, uh, so, I don't uh, know, but surprised um, you in the end. Actually, he might have been in Sean's class. She might have, but but uh, so we'll leave names out there. 
Um, one Except for Sean, is that your brother? Sean's Sean. my little brother. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, Sean. If you're listening, to, I'm sure he is, or I he hope will be. So I told my whole family Luke was coming on today. Oh, okay, Fantastic. well, we're talking about you. So, so there's one <laughs> one kid um, who could not ever, ever, ever sit still in class. You know, it, it was a scenario where bright kid, um, lots and lots of energy, like every other you know ten year old boy that's in fifth grade, um, bouncing off the walls in the classroom. Spent tons of time outside. Couldn't you know, outside of the classroom, whether he's running in place or, you know, talking to the principal or whatever it was, came to my first year of summer camp and uh, ended up being the best leader I've ever seen outside. Not afraid to, to take a little bit of risk, not afraid to break down a physical task, you know, all the way down to the very, very beginnings of like, this is how you do it. Great writer, you know, um, really cool kid but could could break everything down outside and you never, ever, ever saw that in a traditional education system. Mm. He was the kid that was getting in trouble. Uh, he was the kid, you know, your typical ADD case where they just can't sit still, fidgeting all the time, you know, really visual kinesthetic learner, had to be moving, and outside he just blossomed. Mm. So I tell that story all the time of like, hey, look, this is exactly where he, he fit and he did really, really well. And since then... I've actually gotten to know, he has two younger brothers. I've gotten to know both of his younger brothers, too, uh, in different programs. And the whole family is just fantastic. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. See. And we can learn that, I think, in our business world, too. I'd love to get some of those Microsoft folks and, and uh, other corporate people. And you do corporate we as do, well. We do do some corporate. I've done some work with Microsoft and a few other businesses. And uh, we, uh, adventure's really in the eye of the beholder. So it's fun to get, you know, the, this one little a cliff could be huge in somebody's eyes where as you turn around, it's got to be Rainier that really pushes them to their level. So a lot of it is just figuring out what's going to be the real adventure for, for a group uh, and what's going to be the bonding piece that brings them all together. And sometimes you don't know that until the group is together. Oh, you often don't know that. Yeah, that's I have the same experience. We're going to take a break and you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about pushing boundaries. You're listening to KKNW Alternative Talk AM 1150. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. You too can lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days with the My Weight Loss to Wellness Accelerated Weight Loss Program. No celebrities, no HCG, and no prepackaged food. See results in just seven days. We use award-winning science-based nutrition and natural botanicals. For information, contact MyWeightLossToWellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in childhood households. 
Focus on Katemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time. With the best tools and expertise available, we focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. You know, sometimes I think I should just be a radio DJ, and then you can come put on the music, and I'll just say you're listening to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Free Falling. Well, and they just sit back and listen to music. That's all they ever do, right? Those DJ guys. Yeah. And Am I going to get some hate mail from the DJ guys? No, probably not. But you might get somebody uh, writing in to correct you. That wasn't actually the Heartbreakers. That was a was Tom Petty Tom solo Petty album. Tom Petty solo album, right. So I'm sorry. I knew as soon as I said that, that was wrong. But thank you for correcting me. No problem. Not that it would have been you, but you're speaking on behalf no, of No, I would have those... just thought it in my head and then just kept on driving. <laughs> That's generally how I do. S- singing free-falling like uh, Tom Cruise and uh, what was that movie? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Thank you. That was painful. Yeah, and, and the reason I played it, of course, is because you're talking about kids learning to fall. Right. There you go. So there's uh, always So a I tie-in. got the connection. I was all good. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Onward and upward. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. We're talking with Luke Talbot, and we've got Lindsay here and Mackenzie here as well. Luke's adorable little daughter. Mackenzie, what's it like growing up with your dad and all these outdoor adventure things? Do you ever get a moment's peace? Um, sometimes. Yeah? What's the funnest thing you've ever done? Um, the funnest thing I've ever done is gone to Ducey Hill. It's a mountain biking place. And I went on boot camp, and that was one of the most fun things that I did. Excellent. Did you ride your bike or did you hike? I rode my bike. Excellent. I want to ask you a question, Luke. You had, I think, you were the one who talked about training wheels on bicycles? Yep. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that was kind of interesting on your take on training wheels and bicycles. Sure. But let me let me address Kinsey's yeah. favorite uh, trail there. Yeah. One day I actually took her to Duthie. We came out. She's covered in mud. And we got to go to the ballet store right afterwards and buy yeah. ballet slippers. It was awesome. <laughs> like we were so we had to take our shoes off to go into the dance place because <laughs> she was so muddy. So it was pretty fantastic. Was that the fun day because you got all muddy? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun to me too. Mm-hmm. Yay. So so training wheels, uh, kind of. I, I just read a really great article about it and posted it on our Facebook page. 
about how um, training wheels provide a crutch for, for kids. So basically it allows them a way to stand and get on a bike and not roll over to the side or the other. But what it does is it prevents them from learning how to balance. So the biggest, por- the biggest part of a bicycle is learning how to balance. And if you throw on these, these wheels on the back that takes away your ability to learn how to balance, you can, it's so much harder to get. So uh, one of the things we've done in my neighborhood, I, I've got a bunch of little kids around the area, and uh, we've taken the wheels and pedals off of several of our bikes, and we just hand them out to a kid and say, okay, just go scoot around. And within a day or two, you see them flying through the neighborhood, um, stopping with their feet, but really learning the whole balance piece. We put the pedals back on, and they just ride away. Wow. Um, and it's really, it's really indicative as we talk about uh, learning things on your own and how you figure out um, complex tasks, whether they be mental or physical, You've got to have the ability to fall. And if you put those training wheels on, you don't have the ability to fall. Right. So as you take them off and you're allowed to, to start scooting around to figure out your balance and exactly, oh, when I do this, this is going to happen. When I do this, this is going to happen. Then when you get into the situation where you put the pedals back on, you're just adding a little thing on top of it and kids totally get it. Hmm. I'm going to have so. to think about that in terms of adult education as well because I think that there's some lessons to learn about how we are so afraid to make mistakes that we either don't try or we pat ourselves up with these things that will keep us from falling, Mm -hmm. from looking bad, whether that's playing a political game or, and we just spend so much energy on never avoiding the fall when if you learn how to fall early, often and gracefully, right? Mackenzie in gymnastics, right? That's how you learn. And so how do we do that in our adult life? How do we do that as entrepreneurs? I'm asking a rhetorical question. Of course, you can feel free to comment, Mr. Entrepreneur. But I'm just thinking in terms of these lessons that you're teaching these kids are so valuable through all different phases of our lives. Well, one of the keys is is falling when the consequences are low. Mm -hmm. You know, so so as you get older, your consequences typically get higher. And uh, whether it be your job or, or how you interact in a situation, um, you know, as a kid learning to ride a bike, you're going to scrape your knee if you fall off. You know, whereas if, a, if a, an adult is learning how to ride a motorcycle, there's obviously bigger consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that my wife and I were talking about this just the other day, um, you want, we want our kids to, to try things and fail, you know, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but I want my kid to try to steal a candy bar and get caught for it so that later on when he's 20, he's not going to try to steal a car and, and, and have to deal with the consequences there. Right. Like you have, they have to learn all of the pieces as they go through. I'm, I'm not condoning theft or anything. Right. But. You didn't hear that, did you, Mackenzie? Sort of, but I'm not going to do that. Good okay. girl. Smart okay. kid. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. So my, I have horses, and I remember my, my daughter got dumped when she was five, and she had to get right back on. And yesterday we we're at gymnastics and she's up, up on another level now in gymnastics. So she's doing things much harder. And she fell off the balance beam twice. The second time she fell up, she, spray, she scraped her leg really good. And she came up to me and I wasn't there. I heard about it after the fact. And she goes, you know, Mom, I jump right back on because that's what you taught me to do when I fall off my horse. I figure that will work on the balance beam too. Mm-hmm. I said, absolutely. Do you know why? And she says, because if I don't get right back on, then I'm going to let fear take over. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, we do that in our adult life too. We oh, don't jump back on. Yeah, I, I think, and and so often, you know, we try one little thing and then 
if we fail, then no, I'm not good at that. I'm not going to do. It. I see that all the time. Yeah. I'm not good at that at all. So I'm. That's not for me. But the successful people in any entrepreneur will tell you is they failed many times. Mm-hmm. Good. So we're talking about failing, but not not necessarily outdoor adventures. Is it all about failing? There's a lot of fun to be had. So how does somebody find out more? about what you do in your organization if they want to get a hold of you? Well, there's two great ways. We've got a a pretty informative website at uh, compassoutdoor.org. And then uh, we have a Facebook page that's been open for a couple of years and has all kinds of uh, information from parents to what events we're doing to comments and and excitement of different groups and levels. Uh, And that's facebook.com slash compassoutdoor. Mm -hmm. So if you just search for Compass Outdoor Adventures... We've got about 500 followers right now. and uh, There'll be some great, there's some great information on that website. Absolutely. And we'll put all that information. Lindsay, we'll put that on our Walk the Talk with Kim. Now, we wanted to talk a little bit because there um, is a program kind of in beta development going on up, up in, at the Gymnastics Academy. It's called Parkour. Mm-hmm. And my son, my seven-year-old, is going to go try that tonight after the show. After after the show, after the cash mob, I'm going to go run home, get him, and go back down to the life as a mom. Um, I'm excited. I was actually kind of wondering, I wonder if they'd let me participate. But what is parkour? What so, is that? So par, um, parkour is, is the art of free running. And basically what... what people do is they try to get from point A to point B in the most stylistic way that they can. Um, Typically, it's pretty quickly, too, whether it's vaulting over something or going under something. Um, If you've you've got kids at all, you've seen them jump off of playground equipment. You know, it's just what you do. I mean, you try to run like a superhero. Every boy, and a lot of girls do, but every boy does that. Uh, And this basically will teach them how to do that in a more systematic way. And it teaches them how to fall Mm -hmm. and it teaches them how to roll, et cetera. The two guys that are coming out um, are I kind of recruited them. We were uh, we were at a different gym for a little while. And uh, these guys were just they were there on a free Friday afternoon and they're rolling and jumping everything. And I was like, oh, I totally want to do that. So we gave them a couple of kids that were down there and we said, "Okay, well, let's work through some skills. And uh, they're pretty amazing themselves. So they're coming out uh, to Mount Sinai Gymnastics Academy this evening. Um, and I'm going to be there to kind of learn a little bit. And uh, we've got a, it, the, the, the elementary group is totally full. Uh, but then a whole bunch of my high school riders and a bunch of my middle school kids and some other community kids are coming out as well as adults, too, to figure out how they can. Is there an adult class they're, going they're, on? They're looking at doing an adult class as how well. How about old, overweight 40 something (laughs) moms who want to relive their you know I go to gymnastics class and I had mentioned that I had done gymnastics and sometimes I go there and I want so bad just to go you know jump on those bars and see if I can still do what I used to I know I can't but I mean you just sometimes you just kind of go oh I want to do that again but you know you've got to at least try it in a certain in, in a small piece yeah you know you've got to take that first step and say okay so hmm all right so I could get hurt but, you know, if I'm safe about it, if I remember yeah. what I've used before, well, then I can try it. You yeah. know, whether it be mountain biking or gymnastics yep. or parkour or anything, especially if you get really quality instruction yeah. that, that are looking out for you and say, ah, you think you know how to do it that way, but that doesn't totally work. Right. Try it this way. Your so. whole, my whole my whole center of gravity and everything is completely shifted from where I used to be, but it would be fun to try. Yeah. It'd be fun to try. So people can get more information about the classes at compassoutdoor.org. Mm-hmm. Are you full for the summer or you got some spots open uh, no, and some people well, are interested? We're the most full that we've ever been at this time of the year. 
Um, we've got a couple camps that are full. Uh, like I said, we've got five and six year olds that we group together. We've got seven, eight, nine year olds that we group together in 10, 11 and 12. Uh, and then above 12, we actually take a mountain biking road trip. So that's mm. kind of my vacation. We get to go travel all over Oregon and go camping and mountain biking and um, ride with some pretty amazing riders, too. So, oh, how fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Very, very most cool. Most of those kids have come up through programs for a couple of years. So, And you do most of the stuff out in the Snoqualmie Valley? All it's up, such a playground out there. Holy moly. Absolutely. All up and down the I-90 corridor. Mm. So from all the way up to the pass, you know, one of the great things we do uh, is we take groups uh, from kids all the way to adults through the Snoqualmie Tunnel, which is a 2.3-mile-long tunnel that's pitch black. Lived there my whole life and never heard of this oh until you had mentioned it. It is the coolest thing. So basically you start up you start up um, near Hayek and you go into the tunnel. It runs all the way under the ski resort and it's pitch black in the middle. Mm. There's no lights whatsoever. You carry your own lights. And uh, What was the tunnel? What was it, a train tunnel? It used to be a train tunnel. It was an mm. electric train tunnel that actually took people up to the pass back in the day. Mm. And uh, But it, it's the neatest experiment or experience and we actually take kids during summer camp we start up there and we finish 23 miles later at rattlesnake lake wow for our 10 11 year olds so in one day yeah absolutely geocaching exploring playing the whole way and having a great you've done it haven't you kenzie nope you haven't done the whole thing yet nope okay this year this year you're on it is Mm -hmm. that past your comfort zone Not really. No, probably not. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up with uh, Luke Talbot and Mackenzie Talbot of A Compass Outdoor Adventure. Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days and be that sexy Valentine again. We offer a rapid, effective, and safe program that transforms your health as fast as it transforms your body. For information, contact myweightlosstowellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Have you heard the phrase, the beatings will continue until morale improves? 
to organizations, employees are the biggest assets and biggest fans. If they're not feeling heard or appreciated, the bottom line will suffer. For mission-driven organizations, the reliance on employees and managers to rally around the core messaging is critical for success. At Walk the Talk for Success, we provide leadership best practices, education, and communication strategies for mission-driven organizations. Whether you're a business of one, middle manager, or leader in a large company or nonprofit, our experiential workshops and focused on organizational psychology will assist you in achieving success with your messaging and vision. Call for a free consultation today, 425-888-9790, or check us out at www.walkthetalkwithkim.com. Walk the Talk for Success, achieving your message through understanding human behavior. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim, and I think I've just gone back to 1986. 81. That's when the song came out, but that's when I was listening to <laughs> it. You were jamming to it, to it five years uh, yeah, later. Yeah, I was jamming to it five years later. This is yes, dedicated exactly. to the future gymnast that is Kim Ariana. That's right. Trying the to future, get the balance right on the balance beam. That's right. Oh, man. And you got to be careful of that balance beam, too. It's a killer, isn't it, Mackenzie? Yeah. You, get, you do the wrong thing on that balance beam, it can be really painful. Uh-huh. But that was my favorite. Apparati, apparatus. Yeah. yeah. Well, I liked it. Bars were cool, but they hurt your hands. Even yeah. with the grips on, you get mm-hmm. your, you know, I still have calluses from when I used to do the bars, but the beam, that was my favorite. But it was so technical. And you fall off the beam all the time. If you never fall off the beam, you're not doing stuff that's hard enough. Yeah. And you're constantly falling. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you land correctly and you do it, isn't that the great feeling? Like if yeah. you do a cartwheel and you come up and you go, Hey, you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Yeah. 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 I like it too. So we're talking with Luke Talbot and Mackenzie Talbot. You know, I could do a whole show with just you, Mackenzie. Would you <laughs> like that? Well, I would like it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And Lindsay, of course, and we've got Eric with us. And we're wrapping up our talk on uh, Compass Outdoor Adventure and all the really fun things. Luke, do you have anything besides the the classes coming up? What do you do during the school year for kids? During the school year, we run after school programs um, and then and then break camps during all the times. Um, we do uh, in the fall and spring, we do an outdoor adventure club, which is basically 90 minutes of geocaching and mountain biking after school. Uh, we run those at uh, most of the schools out in the Snoqualmie Valley, and we're kind of spreading out to Issaquah and Redmond as well. Uh, and then we do winter camps, and we do breaks camps during all the breaks. Uh, winter camps particularly fun. We take kids snowshoeing up in the mountains and mm. build igloos and our own sled runs and play outside like a ten year old. So, How fun! That's uh, a blast. So, what do you do for you? Do some work with corporate clients as well. So, what do you do with the uh, adults? Some of the things we've done with adults, um, we've we've done things as simple as you know facilitating a ride from the pass down to Rattlesnake. Uh, we've done hikes of, of local areas that are out here. We do a hike to the base of Snoqualmie Falls um, through the Snoqualmie, Snoqualmie Forest Theater. And um, are these like um, uh, teams and departments? Is this a teaming event or what? What? Uh, what, what is the purpose other than? Typically, the way I build that is kind of team building light. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of a shared experience that gets you out of the office that shows you somewhere amazing and beautiful right in your backyard that hopefully you'll come back to another time. 
Um, for for some of our other groups, we've also built out experiences that are that are much more um, intense. One group, for example, came to me and said, uh, "Luke, we want to do a triathlon." Just the, just our sales team. I said, "Okay." So we started talking through it, and we ended up combining that with the idea of geocaching. So we dropped them off on the top of Snoqualmie Ridge, and we said, "Okay, you're going to take this GPS. You're going to mountain bike to a certain location. You're going to." lock up the bikes, you're going to hike to another location, uh, you're going to find a, a set of um, life jackets, you're going to find a boat. I didn't tell them they were going to find a boat, they just found it. And then I'll see you in Fall City when you get there. And they literally spent four and a half hours in the woods, following their, working with their team, getting themselves all the way down to Fall City, and had a blast. Yes. And this group will absolutely never forget that. And as we came back, we're kind of talking about those things. I, I tried to kind of just hear about the experience, but they couldn't help but relate that to their daily life at work. And they kept pulling it back in over and over and over again. So that, that was a pretty fantastic day. And, you know, I, of course, had at no time were they more than five minutes away from, you know, a road. But they just <laughs> ne- they had no idea. They, they didn't know it. And, boy, you sure find out who the real leaders are during those Absolutely. times. Does that surprise you sometimes when you get these groups together, who the who the leaders, or does it surprise the leaders more than it surprises you? You know, uh, I, I think it surprises each other because what, what happens is they're able to pull out on their strengths that they don't necessarily use in the office, mm-hmm. or they might get their voice. Um, we do a lot of cor- our work on ropes courses, and you see groups that come out that, that there's one person who has the most amazing ideas, but he gets run over typically. So when you put them in a situation where you can control the environment a bit and give them that voice, it, the, the outcomes are absolutely amazing. Mm. So. Do you ever do anything, when you talk about geocaching, do you, do you put inherent challenges into this geocaching? Explain to people, first of all, what geocaching is for those sure. of us that don't know. So geocaching is basically a, uh, treasure hunting using a GPS. Around the world, there's one and a half million hidden containers. Uh, literally one and a half million. Uh, it's been around for the last 12 years. What, what, and these are just people put these out there and put Stric- it on a... Strictly volunteer uh, thing. And they put they post their uh, coordinates on geocaching.com, which is actually a company right out, out of Seattle. Oh, interesting. So they, they post the coordinates over there. And uh, with a GPS, you can download those coordinates in a free membership. Um, and you go all over the place searching for these hidden containers. For kids, it's fantastic because what kid doesn't want to find a hidden treasure? Right. Uh, and that's one of those things that that ride from Snoqualmie to Rattlesnake, we we geocache the whole way. So you hold that carrot, you throw it way out there, and say, "Hey guys, the next geocache is five miles away," and they take off. <laughs> um, but but for corporate stuff, you know, we've even built. I have a I do all the guiding for the Salish Lodge as well, uh, out in Snoqualmie, and we've got a corporate geocaching course where different teams work together to find different geocaches and solve clues, which eventually lead them to the final geocache once they've worked together to solve these clues. Now, in, now are these boxes that are like out in the middle of the woods? Absolutely. Could be a, uh, they could be in the middle of the woods. They could be in downtown Seattle. We did a, a, a group during winter camp that was, uh, we found geocaches right by Awajamaya. Interesting. Uh, there, there's one on the gum wall down at Pike's Place Market that I've not found yet, but it, I think, is just a piece of, gum that's been turned into a geocache <laughs> oh so, it could be anything. anything it doesn't even Absolutely. have to be a box not at all and and 
if there are boxes, are there things in the boxes? Can uh, you put things in the boxes? In the larger geocaches, which are the most kid-friendly, uh, the, the rule of thumb is you take something out and you put something in. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there's a log book inside where you sign your name that you found it. So, you know, I've run into kids. I ran into a high school kid last year uh, who had found 500 geocaches. Wow. You know, and th- can you imagine this kid as an adult just being able to ferret out solutions and ideas and really being able to look and observe and figure out ways to make things happen? Wow. You know, so it's it's a neat, really neat sport. and. Kids and adults alike enjoy it, so that that's a big cornerstone of what we do outside. Is geocaching? See, I didn't, I didn't make that connection when you say geocache. I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't realize it was that. It, you, you should formal. come out with us sometime. We've got a course out in Snoqualmie that we take people. Can I bring on. my horse? Can yeah, I ride? Actually, we geocache all along your, uh, all along the Snoqualmie Valley Trail. There, awesome. Bunch, so. All right, we'll go geocache on horseback. That'll be a lot of fun. You guys can ride your bikes. <laughs> and do your motorcycle stuff, and we'll we'll take it on our Barca Lounger. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot harder than that. Again, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, once again, it's compassoutdoor.org, uh, or the Facebook page is a really good resource, which is facebook.com slash compassoutdoor. Luke, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, I Had really a great appreciate time. it. Mackenzie, thank you for coming. Thank you for letting me come. You're welcome. Will you come back? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, I hope you get to come back sometime. Maybe you can come back after you do your uh, big trail that your dad was talking about, and you can tell us what that was like. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll see you at the gym. Thank you, guys. I also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Pearson Law Firm. Expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. Also wanted to remind folks that June 26th, a little bit more than a month from now, I will be holding another free class at the Meadow Creek Business Center in Issaquah. And that class is going to be on suspension of attention. And again, this is the first of a 12-part series on understanding yourself, your behavior, motivation, motivation of others and using that psychology in our business lives to be able to create an environment of intrinsic motivation, innovation, and creativity. And so, again, that is on June 26th. You can get more information by going to www.walkthetalkwithkim.com or workforceevolution.com. Join us on our Facebook page at Workforce Evolution or on Walk the Talk with Kim and tell all your friends and uh, let folks know that we've got a great opportunity. If you have a nonprofit or mission-driven organization that wants a voice, we're here. That's our mission is to give a voice to those that are doing some great things in the environment for social responsibility and in their communities. So now that you have an opportunity, go out there, enjoy the fresh air. Take a deep breath and look around and see what you can do in your community and have a beautiful day. It's a beautiful-